Third World Cinema Club. Hi guys, welcome to uh, Third World Cinema Club. I'm John Tawasil from Present Confusion. Hi, I'm Princess Kinok of Film Police Reviews. Hi, I'm Jim of Jimmy Lee Colati Bapa. Today we're, we're talking about the recently concluded uh, Pew Cinema International Film Fest. Uh, one of our favorite film festivals is back in online form. Um, it was streamed via a locally produced um, medium, upstream.ph, parang projection nila Quark Henares et al. And uh, they featured a bunch, ganun, a bunch of films, both foreign and local, um, to for Filipino audiences to enjoy. And for most Filipinos, um, this will be the first time that they will watch these films na nag-debut in, either in previous Q cinemas or this for, for some of us, this will be the first time that they will watch new films from Filipino directors. Uh, and also, yung medyo hybrid siya eh, no? They conducted um, online screenings of the films and they also conducted uh, theaters screenings. So, a glimpse of what the new normal would be like siguro in the future. Although personally, as a medical professional, you know, um, I struggle pa rin ako with the idea of watching films ano, in a theater, lalo na ngayon. Um, siguro manunod na lang ako at maingat pa rin kung nagka-vaccine na ako, na-vaccine na. Pero just, that's just me, you know. Kayo guys, what were your thoughts about the Pew Cinema Film Festival? And for, siguro in particular, Cez, um, what was your, what's your take on the, ano, yung theater experience? Yung physical, uh, physical, ano, di ba, cinema? Yeah, Not cinema, but open air. Open air cinema, yeah. Oh, si open air. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I I wasn't able to attend the first day, pero mas maganda naman yung um per, yung perception ko on the second day, which was for the premiere of identifying features, chaka death of Nintendo. In fairness, as ano as always, CQ cinema naman kasi never silang un, they they don't um you know launch the festival unprepared. So ayun as expected um everything went smoothly naman. Tsaka ano eh parang halos lahat kaming nandoon. Iisa kami nang iniisip na parang wow this may be the future of cinema, you know, na parang open air na siya tapos this hindi na siya kasing yung magkakatabi, talagang ano magkakahiwalay na yung puan, ganun and yun. So syempre since QC QC ang nag ano yung protocols was there na parang kailangan naka-mask, bawal ang walang, hindi mag-alcohol or mag-ano. So, yun. yun. Um, ang problem lang for me was of course the projection kasi since open air siya, hindi siya katulad ng mga laser na cinemas na effective yung laser kasi kapag sarado eh. Diba? So doon, yun lang. Kapag kunwari, um, for a beautifully photoed or a pictured um film like identifying features grainy kasi yung yung labas nung um nung projection sa projector nila so hindi mo makita na sobrang ganda pala nung cinematography nung identifying features pero nag-effect siya dun sa Death of Nintendo na sadya na grainy yung 
ano, sa Jana Greene yung, ano, yung cinematography. So, yun. So, other than that, okay naman lahat. It's very exciting kind of, ano, experience din. Mm. Um, <laughs> ikaw naman, Jim, what were your thoughts naman doon sa online portion ng festival? Um, Siyempre, ano, iba pa rin siguro if meron pa rin yung physical cinema kasi ang few cinema kasi aminado tayo dyan na ito talagang inaabangan na yung festival <laughs> natin. Kasi hindi lang siya nag-feature ng Filipino films na in competition, but also yung mga foreign films na usually, ano, ito yung mga mahirap makuha ng mainstream cinema. I mean, the most, I mean, yung mga films sa pinapalabas sa mga um, malls or yung mga cinema sa malls, gano'n. So, ayun, parang, syempre, nakakapanibago. Exciting kasi ang, ano eh, ang few cinema when it comes to mga wide selections ng titles, di ba? So, yun. Saka, ano yun, tawag dito yung, nakakamiss yung part na after the viewing or after watching a film and then may na-meet ka na film enthusiast, di ba? So, you discuss the film after. Gano'n. Hindi na siya, kasi pag online na kasi, either ikaw lang or may kasama ka like let's say break ko sa office ganon dun lang ano dun lang kami nakapanood ganon and then may mga katrabaho kasi ako na nakaka-relate naman i mean nakaka-relate sila when it comes to film viewing na nakakapag-assess or critique may part naman na parang hindi sila maka tawag dito hindi nila masakyan yung film kasi it's a foreign film so ganon mga may ano na siya um parang meron ng barrier <laughs> eh kung it's ano yun yung tamang term kasi unlike kasi pag physical cinema iba yung ano ibang experience other than the online ayun ayun um i agree with both your points no uh, iba talaga yung social experience ng seeing movies in a theater no may kausap ka afterwards kasi hindi pa rin siya na match na kakapanood mo lang tapos pag-usapan niya sa social media kasi hindi pare-pareho yung napanood niyo or hindi sabay-sabay yung pagpapanood niyo Iba din yung parang discourse na na experience ko when you're talking about a film online as opposed to in person. Uh, pero yun eh, that's that's a thought that we'll have to grapple siguro in the, na- the next one or two years going forward is yung, mga, is yung mga ganitong setup. I think we'll still, we're still trying to figure it out. Pero hopefully in film festivals to come and Um, ako, in my opinion, siguro as people gradually reduce na yung restrictions on travel, hopefully, mawala yung virus pero, alam mo yun, very wishful thinking yon considering yung situation natin ngayon. Ayun. So, it's still a, it's still an ongoing story and we'll see what will happen in the future. No? So, without further ado, um, we're gonna talk about some of the films uh, at Q-Cinema. We'll, we'll be talking about three films in particular. So yung yung caveats diyan um, we won't be talking about yung films that we have covered before like Babayt Baril or Dasawala, Cleaners because we've already talked about them in previous episodes. Check niyo na lang yung aming um, yung aming uh, dito, episode on Q Cinema 2019. I'll probably put a link in the description so you'll go back to that episode and see our discussions on it. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, we have we had Ogs Cruz with us to discuss those films. 
Tama ba? Ah, John, nung 2018 yung with Oggs, then 2019 with the Richard Bulisa. Yun. Ah, si Chard pala yung kasama natin. Si mm-hmm. Chard yung kasama natin sa 2019. So anyway, yun. Um, and additionally, um, I guess we'll be talking a, a little bit about Midnight in the Perfect World by Dodo Dayao. But we, we are, we'll be dedicating an episode just for that. So uh, watch out for that soon. So yun. So I guess we'll start with that, no? Um, thoughts about Midnight in a Perfect World. Ayun. Let's start with you, ano, Princess. What were your thoughts on Midnight? Sige, Jim, ikaw na lang muna. Um, regarding Midnight in a Perfect World, kasi um, napanood ko yung Violator, yung debut film ni Dodo Dayao. Um, hindi ko bet yung Violator. I'm sorry, Dodo, hindi ko nasakit. <laughs> Baka nakik- makikinig ka, gano'n. Um, at first then actually, when I watched the first half, hindi ko rin siya masakyan yung film. And then may kasama kasi ako nanonood sa office during my break time, gano'n. Sabi niya, ano ba yung Kuya Jim, hindi na, namin mag-gets kung ano yung message ng pelikula. And then, um, parang um, middle part na nung film, nawala na sila kasi may gagawin na sila, gano'n. So, yung mga yun na, nung middle part, or yung the second half of the film, ayun na, ano ka na siya, okay na siya sa akin. Ganun. Tapos, uh, ang, ang part pa na di ko masakyan with Midnight in a Perfect World nung una, ay yung the way na yung language ng character because uh, ano ba tawag dito? Burgis ba? Or Ilitisa kasi masyado yung mga character eh. But I believe it's Burgis kasi kung nasa working class naman yung mga characters, ganun. And then, ang nung second half na, na naging interesting sa akin, yung part na curious si ano, Anthony Falcon with the sound that uh, he heard upstairs dun sa escape room. Mm-hmm. Yun, dun ako nag-ano, dun ako naging ano, na-hook or nakuha yung interest nung, nakuha na yung ano, interest ko, gano'n. <laughs> Breakout Manila in cinematic form. Charot, hindi. Charot. <laughs> Actually nga, no? Pwede nga, ayun. Sarat lang. So, <laughs> sige, sige, Jim. Tuloy mo lang, tuloy mo lang. Sarat <laughs> lang. Ganon. So, ang ano naman dito, dun sa part na yun, uh, yun na nga, inapu ko na interest ko. And unlike kasi nung Violator, talagang hindi. Sorry. Nagustuhan. <laughs> so, ayun. Uh, ang na-appreciate ko with um, Midnight in a Perfect World, ang ganda ng cinematography. Even yung mga kasama ko while watching it, Kuya, ang ganda nung ano, nung pinapradam. Kuya, ang ganda nung shot. Nung wide shot. Ganyan, ang ganda nung ano. So, ang ganda nga nung composition. Ganun. And then, may napansin nga sila na yung scene na, spoiler alert, <laughs> namatay si Anthony Falcon, uh, may transition kasi dun sa editing. And yung mga kasama ko, when we watch it, um, sabi nila, para daw, ano, TikTok transition. Ako actually, hindi ko siya napansin nung una, na parang, okay, balikan natin. Ay, oo nga, ang ganda ng transition. <laughs> ang ganda ng transition ng editing. So, kita mo kaagad yung um, technical aspect ng film na napakahusay. Yun yung, ano, yun yung uh, tawag dito, yun yung mapupuri mo talaga with the film. Ganun. And yun nga, the cinematography ni Albert Van Zon. Ganun. And ang napansin ko, maraming, ano siya, maraming influence or references or maaring ginamit na element no yung Midnight in a Perfect World so yun yung naramdaman ko on the first uh, part ay parang under the skin yung film ni ano ni Scarlett Johansson and may part partly nga may pagka some, somewhat a quiet place ganun 
um, Silent Hill and Cabin in the Woods. Nun. So dito, ang pinaka sa performances, ang pinaka humang ako kay Gliza De Castro kasi drug addict hippie kasi siya. So parang, okay, Gliza, ang galing. <laughs> Nagagalingan ako dun sa, ano, dun sa ano, niya, portrayal niya, dun sa character. Even si Bing Pimentel, di ba, na the way um, she played the character na parang walang pakailam, basta siya makasurvive, gano'n. Yun ang important sa kanya. And yung ano nga, nabasa ko nga rin yung ano, mention ko na rin si James. I agree dun sa may mga symbolism, may mga metaphor yung film, gano'n. And surprisingly, may pagka-political din yung film. And I believe brave ang film dun sa message na ano niya, kinoconvey niya or pinaparating niya sa audience. Ayun. Okay. Ay, ay. Sige, if says ko naman. <laughs> ay, sorry. Nag- Sige, go. <laughs> uh, ako, any, ay, ano, anything that I'd like to add to that. Siguro sa ano na lang, on a different time. Mm-hmm. Pero sa akin, basta sa akin ang MVP ko dito si Bing Pimentel. Ah, okay. Siya talaga. <laughs> Ayun. Fairness. Um, I agree naman with Jim. Um, yun nga, I, I'll reserve my deeper thoughts siguro on the dedicated episode. Pero I think it's a very well put together film. It's one of my, um, medyo narrow yung playing field ngayon. Pero it's one of my favorite uh, feature lengths na local mm-hmm. of 2020. Although sobrang limited ng ano talaga. It's, na hindi naman siya patama sa midnight. Parang siguro even in 2019, it would still be somewhere near the top. Pero it, it's more um, it's more streamlined compared to Violator. Yeah. In which, in that respect, I like it a little more. And uh, I like yung parang mas ano, mas, mas parang may consolidated vision siya kaysa sa Violator. Kasi yeah. especially in the first half of Violator, it's ano eh, it's just atmosphere building. Um, parang establish yung establishing the world palang siya doon until it goes to yung part ni ano ni tawag dito ni um Joel Amangan sa prison uh, here talagang meron siyang may, may ano ba sa paano ba sabing may through line siya or may, basta may line of para may narrative line siya that goes through the whole thing that you know that this is taking place in a, in a bigger world this is just one small story in a bigger world and that you know people ano um pero ano it's still coherent in itself parang may ma, magigets mo siya kaya actually Jim ako din eh hindi ko masyadong although I love Violator as a horror film I think it's one of the best local horror films ever um ano it hindi ko siya masyadong masakyan in a movie sense I, I don't know how to say that pero yon I, I I like both films and I think I like this a little bit more. Yun lang. <laughs> ah, okay. Uh, so, ano, uh, with that said, let's go on. We're, we're gonna discuss three particular films from the film fest uh, itself. Um, the first film is uh, Death of Nintendo by Raya Martin. So, actually, I haven't seen Death of Nintendo, pero Princess and Jim have seen it. Um, could you, I guess, Princess Ikaw, could you tell us a little bit about Death of Nintendo and then what you thought about it? Yeah. Okay, so 
Death of Nintendo is Raya Martin's feature film with ano with Black Sheep. Um, I I think iba yung writer nito hindi siya nagsulat pero ano um basically it's about um a group of uh, kids uh, that were that were living the experience during the 90s um and hence the ano hence the ano yun nga, yung title niya na death of nintendo because um everything na 90s related was in there so pinatubo yung mga um ang tag doon yung 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 pang pang Nintendo na ano na disc basta yon so yung mga video games tapos mga um yung basically the youth during the 90s um parang it was told in a way na medyo coming of age siya for the f- four kids um na na nabida tapos ayun so Um, nothing really groundbreaking about the film except um, I would like to ano to parang sa akin pinaka commendable yung production design niya kasi marami nang lumabas na ano na 90s themed na film na nostalgic ganin ganyan pero siya very smooth nung nostal- nostalgia niya kasi wala ka talagang mahanap na problem about the ano about the production design from the ano from the antagon game consoles to the ano to the sari-sari store na halos lahat ng items doon is 90s na brand ganyan yun very ano siya very pulido kasi yung performances ng mga bata surprisingly although alam ko Raya Martinez already directed kids with ano ano ba yung film niya before na parang period setting na may mga bata yung ba yung independensya ba yun? Oh, independensya. May mga bata doon, di ba? Pero dito, ang galing, sabi ko, I, I, I couldn't imagine him directing kids kasi, you know, it has, although, siguro pwede kasi with his films, you have to have that kind of ano, patience, di ba, minsan. So, parang siguro siya, innate na yung patience sa kanya, di ba? Ganun. Mm. Ayun. So, yun. Okay naman siya. Um, you have to watch it sa cinemas, I think. I, I can't imagine it watching it sa smaller screen kasi ang ganda nung ang, ang ganda-ganda ng kulay nung yes. the way na kinolor siya. Mm-hmm. Yun, yun. So ikaw, Jim, anong masasabi mo about Death of Nintendo? Since ikaw naman sa smaller screen naman yung version mo. <laughs> Oo, oh, kasi yan eh. Um, thankful ako kay Rafi because nagkaroon ako ng access to watch it online. Ganun. So, Um, konti lang kasi yung napanood kong film kay Raya Martin. So, I'm not that familiar with his filmography. Ang napanood ko lang naman sa kanya ay Smaller and Smaller Circles and ito nga, Death of Nintendo. Um, I like Death of Nintendo than ano, um, Smaller and Smaller Circles. Maybe because um, original screenplay kasi ang Death of Nintendo. Unlike kasi ng adaptation, mahirap yung adaptation na ginawa for Smaller and Smaller Circles. And um, just like what you said, um, says, Uh, it's nostalgic. Inang gusto ko sa ano sa um, Death of Nintendo and ang maganda doon is vibrant yung film. Ganun. So madadamo mo talaga yung youth. Yung en- energetic siya. For me it's energetic. Ayun. And um, I agree as well doon sa sinabi mo na maganda yung production design niya kasi ang other Q cinema film na set in the 90s na 
na film mo talaga na 90 siya. Yung Bill and Emma by Samantha Lee. And um, it was also successfully done by, ano nga, by Death of Nintendo. Ngayon. Tapos, ang napansin ko dito sa film, nag-stand out si um, Team Chloe Okendo. Yung, yung babae na bata na yung siya lang yung babae dun sa only girl. Ano, only girl dun sa <laughs> magkabarkata na lalaki. Correct. Kasi subtle yung acting niya. Hindi siya yung hindi siya yung ano, alam mong tawag dito yung OA. Hindi ganun eh. Tawag dito subtle. Subtle yung acting niya. Ganun. Hindi mo nahalat ang umaacting si ate. Ayun. Mm-mm. And then, well, magaling naman talaga si Noel Comia Jr. Talagang um, reliable yung actor yun. Oo. Oh. Tapos may mga moments sila, Noel Comia Jr. and Agot Isidro na talagang ano eh, um, tawag ito, may kurup sa puso because it's ano eh, um, mother and son relationship. Ayun. Tapos nakakagulat na doon si Nikki Valdez. May <laughs> baga na pa siya. Ayun. Tapos nandun pa rin si Angelina Canapi na as usual, um, sin stealer. Sin stealer. Sin stealer talaga Perfect siya. Perfect term, sin stealer. Oo. Saka si, ano, si, um, Moy Bien. As, ano. Yes, si Moy Bien. Yaya. Yan, oh, yan, oh. ano. Ni Noel Comia Jr. Saka ni Agot Isidro. Ayun. So, another napansin ko dito kasi si Elijah Alejo. Napapanood ko na siya in Prima Donas. Yung um, TV series in GMA. Dito, um, namamanifest pa rin ni Elijah Alejo na yung galing niya in act. Ayun. So, may mga napansin lang ako sa film na, well, kaanin ko na lang, i-enumerate ko na lang. So, mayroon kasing eksena dun sa film, yung nag-uusap si Nikki Valdez and uh, yung mga anak niya. Napansin ko yung spam and Irish Spring na naka-attain siya, naka-setup na parang stylized. Oo. <laughs> napansin ko, di ba? Nakayun yung mo. usual eh, di ba? Kapag sa mga TJIS dati, ganun, stylized yung pagkakahanda ng ano. Oh, kaya para ay naka-style. Tapos mayroon isena doon na naglalaro ng Game Boy, walang cartridge. Ah, totoo. Saan? Sa mo doon sa ano, doon sa film. Anong scene? Ay, sorry. Naglalaro sila ano eh, naglalaro yung mga bata. Sa may dulo ba 'yan? Bandang ano siya noon at dulo, bandang kalagitnaan. Ah, okay. Um, Wait, fairness ha. Napansin mo pa yun ha. Saka ano? yung ano, ang another na napansin ko yung um, more on, I think this is geography or the milu. No? Ay, Kasi mm-hmm. di ba pinatubo siya. Pero, yes. So, geographically. Na na yeah. <laughs> As in, may ano pa, may pa, ang tag dito? Yung sa, sa jeep nung may Oo. ginawa sila. Saka yung karatula pa lang dun sa jeep makikita mo. Junction. Floodway, Junction. <laughs> so, oh, oh. alam naman Rizal, hindi siya pinatubo. So, yun lang, medyo dapat pag when it comes to, I think, geographical ano factor ng or the milu, dapat mm-hmm. ano siya, um, careful yung filmmaker. Especially kapag familiar yung yes. audience with the oh. geography. Ayun. Oo. Oh, oh. I think, ano, um, nakausap ko si Chard niya, eh, parang after nung screening, um, sa Twitter, minessage niya ako kasi nga, yung ending, napansin ko yung parang Perfect na siya kasi, yun nga, very nostalgic. Tapos, ang closing music mo pa is Eraserheads. So, parang napag-usapan namin kung ano yung, ano yung music na yun ng Eraserheads na finiture. Um, so, tapos yun nga, ang problema lang din namin talaga was yung location. Kasi parang, unless hindi ka talaga taga-Pilipinas, di ba? Pero feeling ko, um, kaya siya dinagdag kasi very 
heavy yung pinatubo ng 90s. Uh-huh. Diba? Tapos yung brown out, yung consistent na brown out talaga. Diba? Yung blackouts because of the ano. Although, hindi siya connected mismo sa pinatubo na nagkaka-brown, kaya nagkaka-brown out dito sa Manila. Pero, ano, yun, I think, yun na yung point nila na um, parang metaphor siya eh, na, okay, out, I mean, parang coming of age film siya. So, pati yung location niya, nagbabago din na parang kailangan mag-adapt to the times na you know, environmentally, environmentally changing na siya, ganyan. So, I think, kaya I think sinama niya yun. Although, alam naman siguro nila sa crew na malayo ang pinatubo sa ano, <laughs> sa Pasig. <laughs> o sa Rizal. So, parang Ayun. ang ano niya, ang ano ko lang doon was that um, yun nga, yung concern ko, baka kasi may mga familiar na witness Oo, maano lang And sila. Maaring behind the scene din kasi pinag-usapan na rin yan. Maybe nagkaroon ng issue with the location. Hindi na na sila makapag-shoot with ano. Hindi natin alam. Sa bataan mismo. Na. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Ayun. Ayun. So, overall, very good film. Um, uh, hindi ko talaga akalain na mag, magkakaroon ng ganitong movie si Raya Martin. <laughs> you know, kasi very ano talaga siya eh. Siya talaga yung indie cinema nung mga nung early 2000s. So but yeah, you know, um maybe there's there's a little ano din naman eh, may mga counting quirks pa rin na signature style niya like yung sa umpisa, yung parang ma- ha mapapaganak ano daw. <laughs> yun, yung device sa yung kinukuwento niya na ano. Ay, patch ayun. Yun lang. <clears throat> so ayun, let's move on to the next film. Uh, this film is a 2019 film. It's called uh, End of the Century or Fin de Siglo. But it's an Argentine romantic drama film by Lucio Castro. So um, it stars a, a man named Ocho who hooks up for a casual encounter with uh, Javi. And then uh, they, the both of them realize that they've met um, 20 years before before their meeting so they've met before so i i guess uh jim what are your thoughts on end of the century um um eh natawag dito nawala ako gusto ko nawala gusto ko yung napabuntonghin ni si jim napaisip sorry na wala ako ah before anything else sa panad ko na kasi siya to online streaming. So, nirewatch ko siya. Nirewatch ko siya. Um, thank you for, ano, for Q-Cinema. Dahil, uh, napanag ko siya ulit. Uh, it has the, kumbaga na-achieve pa rin niya nung pelikula when I rewatch it. Yung same feeling that I had with the film, no? Um, nagandahan ako with the film. Um, kumbaga may mga elements ng film na I felt poetic. Ganun. Tapos, yun nga nung pinag-uusapan namin ni Rafi itong um, end of the century. I agree with him na meron siyang partly na meron siyang feels na may pagka-certified copy ni Abbas Pieros Tami. No? Although ito kasi mas accessible siya rather than certified copy. You know? And ang natatawa lang ako dito with end of the century kasi diba dun sa part na before the first sex scene, 
may ano siya, may advocacy, di ba? Huwag kang makalimot ng protection. Kailangan bumili ng kondo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait lang, <Yun> ganun. <laughs> <laughs> Wait lang, ganun. Pero ang alam, ang maganda pa din sa with, ano, with end of the century, ito yung part na when you read the book, ako aminado, when I read the book, ayoko yung part na, let's say, in Da Vinci Code, yung dadaanan mo pa yung architecture, yung description nung, ano, nung, yun nga, yung architecture, like, even yung, let's say, museum. Pero dito, in end of the century, di ba yung space, even yung architectural um, part or architectural factor nung setting, na-appreciate ko siya. Because, ano siya tawag dito, ito yung part sa movie na um, widely appreciated because hindi lang siya nag, nag-focus with the romance nung dalawang ano leads no but also dun sa place i mean like may part doon yung sa rooftop lang pero makikita mo agad yung architectural uh, factor and then dun sa museum pa lang makikita mo na when they uh, had a dialogue dun sa museum mayroon parang art appreciation na gaganap <laughs> di ba sa when they had a dialogue nakakatuwa with end of the century tapos ano nga tawag dito, kaya, kaya rin namin parang nasabi na parang it's like um, certified copy. Kasi parang nung, di ba, after they part ways, may parang natisod siya ng duck, na toy duck, something. Ganun. Tapos, nagulat, mag, nagulat na lang ako na, ah, sino ba? Parang, syempre kung hindi mo, kung hindi mo siya napanood or naintindihan agang una. Eh, di ba may asawa si, ano, si Javi? <laughs> may nagkakwentuhan sila sa rooftop na parang nag, may asawa si Javi, may anak sila, pero hindi si Ocho. Tapos din yung mapapaisip ka na, okay. <laughs> may okay. Gets. May ganun. Parang, ah, okay. May ganun na factor. And, ayun, ang maganda, ang maganda din with End of the Century, ang isa pang film na It's not naman comparing, di ba? Kasi both films naman ay maganda. Ay yung weekend. Although kasi with weekend, more on, ano siya, more on the dialogue, no? And the emotions, no? Which, ano naman, um, captured naman also by end of the century. Yun ang nagpadagdag talaga sa flavor or yung ganda ng pelikula ay yung ano. At katulad na bangit ko kanina is the location or the place of witness nung ano eh, nung love story na it could be it could happen or not happen ayun mm, okay uh ako personally uh, i like the film a, a lot um it's a lot of people are are pointing to the scene with a flock of seagulls uh like, ayun oo nga pala like the, dance, the dance sequence so yeah. <laughs> maganda rin yun they they ako personally, hindi ako masyadong uh, sold dun sa particular scene na yun. Pero everything that happens after that, yung sinabi mong natisod siya sa doc, um, that's, my, that's my entire favorite part of the film. Kasi, ano eh, um, the, the film doesn't outright tell you what's what. It's, it yes. could be a fantasy. It could be an alternate reality. Kasi um, there's a really, really great review over on siguro Letterboxd that says, ano eh, um, parang gi, 
parang gay romances in a way are a fantasy in the in the sense na ano um they are they're trying to have this romance pero ang daming what ifs and ang daming balakid doon sa romance na yon in terms mm. of um will this be accepted by society will we see each other again so a lot of people um a lot of you know a lot of people are are giving these uh, romances that parang in 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 another time in another place this would not have been possible Ganun. yes so ano eh it's um it's a really fascinating meditation on the nature of falling in love and especially in 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 uh, an LGBT context kasi may may dagdag yeah. na ano yun eh may may dagdag na something yun of course kasi mm-hmm. um the parang falling in love for them has a different parang resonance compared to you know uh like straight people ganyan kasi there are a lot of additional ano eh there are a lot of additional things that stand in their way and it's it's ano lang na yung yung song na yun na flock of ng flock of seagulls it really encapsulates parang people just just casually slowly falling in love with each other na they don't uh, ano and unfortunately yun nga the, the tragedy is because some people are in the closet um because some people cannot express themselves as who they are all of these chances for for this ano this this fantasy life are are not fulfilled kasi ano an, um society does not want these people to be who they are and that's that's a real really sad thing a real tragedy and ano din from the title you know end of the century no um there's also a, a little side plot here in the film na um I think Javi is trying to make a documentary about the year 2000, no? It's also about transitions from one state to another, eh. Para siyang, um, it's how people transform each other um, through the years. It's parang we, we live life in this continuum tapos they're broken apart into these little moments that that change things irrevocably and you can see that in the film structure as well doon sa the dance scene yes. in particular mm-hmm. diba that that one is the kumbaga metaphorical end of the century that's the end of um, <laughs> the, you can see it's the end of parang reality into fantasy or the end of fantasy into reality you can also read the film as parang um ano uh Ocho and Javi really hadn't met 20 years ago and he's trying to project that possibility onto his true mm-hmm. love. So talagang hindi si Je- alam, alam mo yon, parang parang casual encounter lang talaga niya siya. And yung yung the guy that he met 20 years ago was a completely different person that he never saw again. And it makes that that particular reading makes the film actually a lot more tragic. Marion, yes. I it's I like it. It's it's the kind of film that you'll think about for a long time after we Yes. Yeah. I agree as well. Uh-huh. Kasi naalala ko nang 2019, madaming gay films din naman na remarkable din eh, and then we dance which also um few cinema featured no. 
last year and Rocketman yun yung mga naaalala ko but then end of the century stands out or stood out because yung treatment niya it's not the ordinary love story parang it transcends time because nandun yung ano nga diba yung um inaano niya eh, binabali niya yung fantasy uh, over reality reality over fantasy ganun and from the title itself diba sinabing end of the century um Javi mentioned that they met um 1999 so that time end of the century na yon transition na siya between the the 2000 and 2010 kasi 20 years after nagmeet sila ulit ganun so it could yun nga sabi ko uh, yung romance it could happen or it did not or it happened or it did not happen diba yeah. ganun yung maano mo with end of the century and yun kaya napakaganda ng pelikula ayun so ayun <laughs> um let's move on to the last film ah says do you have anything to ano eh, wala tumawa lang ako ah, tumawa lang. <laughs> um so let's i guess let's end this short episode with um another film from 2019 um ako this is one of my favorite films in the festival it's um corpus christi uh it's a 2019 drama film directed by jan comasa uh it premiered in venice in 2019 no it's it's about this it's about daniel who's played by Bartos Bialenia. He is a he's a juvenile juvenile delinquent um, who who has a very violent history. Pero in the in the juvenile detention center, he gains a spiritual awakening, and he wants to become a priest. But unfortunately, because he has a uh, criminal record or at least a record of you know a record like that, he cannot become one he's advised by his priest that he will never you know get into the into the seminary or something like that but um when the opportunity presents itself um when he's assigned to a job in a in a sawmill in a small polish town he becomes he becomes the parish priest and he helps a community begin to heal in the process um ako personally I'm not I'm not Christian I'm not Catholic pero if I were to show people about the redemptive power of uh, forgiveness or about true Christian values um, this is one of the films that I would like to show um, it's it's a it's a discourse on ano eh, it's a discourse on religion itself and of sin and sinners kasi there's there's this popi, very popular there's this very popular passage you know um, hate the sin pero love the sinner pero that isn't re- if you research it it isn't actually referenced directly in the Bible um, walang walang direct quote na ganon pero yeah. you know sinners will be punished yun yun pero ano eh um, if we really love Uh, those who sin, those who have sinned, and those who are legitimately trying to be better in the world. Doon lang tayo makakakuha ng, parang doon papasok yung catharsis eh. Kasi otherwise, pag nag, nagkikim-kim ka ng galit sa puso mo, um, if you hold grudges, if you keep, you know, if you keep that within your heart, walang mangyayari sa'yo. And, and that's what happened to the community in Corpus Christi. Eh, no? and, 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 and ano eh, hindi naman 
I mean, David's character is not portrayed as saint-like. Hindi siya santo. He still smokes. He does. He drinks. He does drugs. Yung parang, he does things that a normal priest would not be able to do. And I've seen reviews that point out yung parang, um, parang hypocrisy, ganun, inherent in yung mga ganitong hierarchical structures ng religion. Although your, your mileage may vary in that regard. Ako, yeah, I, I see it eh. Especially considering the context na Poland is one of the most um, one of the most religious countries in in Europe. Um, very, ano yan, very deeply uh, Christian yung lugar na yan. And that's, and in, in a way, it's also reflected in its, ano, in its conservative um, government. Um, so it might be pointing to something bigger like that. Uh, pero additionally, if you just look at it as a very personal story about uh, this man who honestly just wants to do better, pero the system is rigged against him for some mm-hmm. reason. Ayun. It's, it's, ano, um, yeah, it, it's a bit bleak if you read it a certain way, pero, pero ang ganda niya. I mean, I was blown away by it. Um, it's one of my favorite films here in Q Cinema, pero... Uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts about it. Uh, Jim, you, how about you? Nasimulan ko lang yung Corpus Christi. <laughs> Di ba yung yung na sabi kong issue ko na hindi ko nalaman na nasa may show pa na siya nung G-movies. So, <laughs> nung nasimulan ko siya, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, nasimulan ko siya, I have, uh, napanood ko yung, uh, kasama ko yung, ano, um, workmate ko. I mean, yung katrabaho ko. Mm-hmm. And then, nung una kasi, akala niya, nung sinabi ko na, ay, Corpus Christi yung panonooring ko. Um, she thought na Christian or faith-based yung film. <laughs> Sabi ko, hindi. No, <laughs> hindi no, po no. siya faith-based film. No, no, it's not. <laughs> Ganyan. Tapos ano, uh, yun nga, yung katul- I agree with you as well. Kasi may, may diniscuss kasi sa film like yung religious hypocrisy. Especially kapag, <clears throat> sorry, may mga tradition in a religion na accustomed na ang isang community or isang tao. Hmm. And then, babaliin ng isang tao. Katulad nung ginawa ni Daniel. Kasi di ba ang ginawa niya is not the usual um, ritual in Catholic. Ganon. Dapat pag nag-sermon talagang sermon. Dito hindi eh. Di ba yung he said na kap, you have to pray um, with your heart. Hindi siya yung kunyari um, ama namin. Ganun. No, it's not like that. Talagang you have to pray it the way na you want to pray hindi yung ano uh, tawag dito ceremonial or um, ritualistic ganun hmm. ang may naaalala nga ako sa kanya yung the way that yung style niya kasi di bang nangyari noon inadapt niya rin naman yon with a priest yung priest na nandun sa juvenile ano ba tawag doon ah uh, sa detention, juvenile detention. Ah. Tinu- tinuruan siya eh. So, inadapt niya din yun. However, makikita natin na flawed yung character ni Daniel kasi before he went to the community, nakikita natin, nakikipag-sex pa siya, nag-yoyosi. Actually, dun sa part na nasa community na siya, bumili pa siya ng yosi or ng, sigari- ng sigarilyo eh. Ganun na nakita na siya ng tao. So, alam mo na yung mga tao, judgmental because um, pari siya and then ganyan, di ba? Yun. So, um, another um, thing na I could say, uh, may, siguro compare ko with Corpus Christi, yung The Apostle, ni, ano, mm-hmm. 
Robert Duval. Although with yeah, yeah. the apostle ni Robert Duval kasi, he's a pastor. However, ang ang flawed naman kasi nung ka, ang flaws ng character ni ano ni Robert Duval ay nakapatay siya ng isang member because kabit naging kabit ng asawa niya. Then uh, tumaka siya, he escaped or uh, yun, umalis siya dun sa place nila and then nakahanap siya nung isang parang small town din just like Corpus Christi na may church pero walang pastor. Dito kasi meron pare in Corpus Christi may pare pero kasi yung pare ay yung head priest ay may sakit. Diba? So, siya yung pumalit. Kumbaga in the apostle, siya na yung nagano, siya na yung tumayong pastor doon and then naging ano yon naging um, successful yung pagiging pastor niya. However, inukon pa rin siya ng past. So, yun yung parang nakikita kong similarity of the apostle and Corpus Christi. Pero sana kung natapos ko siya, I, I think mas mabibigyan ko siya ng ano pa ng mas malawak na ano na review. However, hindi ko kasi natapos kasi nga hindi ko akalain na <laughs> may ganun pa lang part sa ano sa upstream or sa G movies na nasa may show lang pala siya. <laughs> um, says how about you? Have you seen na start mo ba tong Corpus or Ay, hindi ko siya naabutan. Ah, okay. So, Pero mukhang interesting naman. Ayun no. Um I I I also have to ano, I ha- also have to point uh, particular attention towards uh ano, Bartos Bialenia. Yung very expressive face niya, very large, kind of sunken eyes, no? Very Ah, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Parang at a certain angle ka mukha niya si Obama, pero white Obama. <laughs> pero, Actually, ano uh, diyan, para siyang ano, um hallowed ay na Al Pacino nung mga uh, younger version ni Al Pacino ganon. Makikita yung expressive yung eyes niya. Kita mo kaagad yung angst. Yeah. Ewan ko ah, yun yung nararamdaman ko while watching him as Daniel. Parang tama lang kasi parang ang dami na niya, yung character niya supposedly dapat marami ng pinagdaanan sa buhay, no? So, yun. Um, if you if you ever manage to catch Corpus Christi, please uh, go watch it. It was selected for last year's Academy Awards for Best Foreign Film. It was submitted pala. I, I'm not sure if it made the shortlist, pero, you know, daming pelikula na. So anyway, that, that ends our short Q-Cinema discussion. Um, we hope you enjoyed uh, the Q-Cinema films uh, that were offered for this year. Hopefully, they still have another edition next year and hopefully under better circumstances. Ayun. So, uh, ayan guys, uh, thank you to both of you for coming. Ganun. <laughs> thank you for coming. Parang Marcel Soriano lang. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Para yung episode na yung ending. Dapat yung ending parang paano, pa, pang SM. <laughs> ano, ano, we've got it all for you. Yung nagsasara na yung mall. Thank you for shopping naman yata. Thank you for shopping. Thank you for shopping at Q Cinema. Ayun, thank you din. Thank you guys. Tsaka thank you rin of course Q Cinema because kahit na wala siyang main competition films this year, it, they tried. They really, really tried. Yes. You know? Thank you to um, Sir Ed. Sir Ed, Ed, Ed yes. Miss, Miss ano po, Kelly. 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 Yes. And the QC, QC City Hall 
team. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Parang never, they never, ano, ever since yung, I think, second or third Q Cinema, they've never disappointed. Mm. Away yeah. the so, again, guys, um, we, we will soon be talking about another online film festival that's been going recently. <laughs> Thank week, you. Week. Ayan. Ayan. So, until next time, uh, bye. Bye. Bye-bye.